Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I am so stoked that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. My friend, there is a seat here for you at the table, and I so hope that you choose to be a part of this community. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Love in a Cottage. I am so happy to be back. For those of you who don't know, I had my second baby girl on September 11th. Her name is Juliet Willow and she is so sweet. And so we've just been enjoying our time in newborn land. I took off a couple weeks before she was born and then I took off a couple weeks after she was born. So this is our first episode in I think a month, a little over a month. So really happy to be back. It's been so sweet to have our time as a family of four. We're also preparing to make a huge cross-country move back to the Midwest. So it's just been a little wild over here, but I have so many good episodes recorded that I cannot wait to share with you guys. And today is obviously one of those. So today is a conversation with my new friend, Carrington Winkleman, who is such an inspiration to me because first of all, she has the coolest job ever. Like her and her husband are flower farmers, plus she does floral design, which is something that I think just sounds so fun, but is a little intimidating. She does give some fun tips for those of you who are interested in floral design, whether that is as a hobby or like professionally something you want to pursue. But she also just has such a beautiful grounded perspective when it comes to business and like scaling your business versus just being content with, you know, your dreams for your family and for your business. Like it doesn't have to be this big operation. So cannot wait for you to hear my conversation with Carrington today. Also just want to ask if you love the show, would you be willing to take a second and leave us a review? I am so grateful for this community as we are growing and would just love to reach more people and when you write a review on iTunes, it actually will push the show to new audiences and help more like-minded women find us. So, I'm so appreciative of all of you guys and without further ado, here is today's show. Carrington, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is so fun. Yes, I am so excited. Oh my goodness. Can't wait to chat about flowers and design and business and just so many fun things. I know so many people are going to be just so inspired by this conversation today. So, so glad you came on. Um, We got connected on Instagram earlier this year and I'm trying to remember how we came across I know I was thinking about that too and I really don't know it was just through like the I don't know just following different people on Instagram I think I found you somehow through um Rooney shop Rooney yes oh my gosh yeah Courtney was on here um yes episode number seven six Somewhere yeah, around there. I think so, and I don't know her, but I, you know, a couple months ago, really wanted to get into sewing. <laughs> so I just started like following people that inspired me with that. And I guess that's how I found you. I don't know exactly how, but I was so excited. And then I saw your podcast. And when I read the description of it, I was like, yep, that sounds like my kind of people. So uh, I'm so glad I found you. I love that so much. That is exactly what I want this to be is just like, people to yeah be able to do something as simple as like look at the feed or read the bio or obviously listen to the show and be like yes these are my people I feel so connected especially in a time that's been so isolating um so I'm so grateful that that you found our little community me too so could you just start off by giving us like a simple introduction of who you are what you do and where you live Yes, totally. So my name is Carrington Winkleman. 
It's a very long name. It's so um, cute. <laughs> <laughs> My middle name is Sinclair, so it's really just like a long name altogether. But anyways, um, a lot of people think my name is Andy based on my Instagram because it's the farmer and I. So people call me Andy all the time. So that is so. But it's Carrington. Yeah. So I am 25 years old, and me and my husband live in San Marcos, Texas, which is like the hill country area of Texas. We're kind of between like Austin and San Antonio, and. Um, we grow flowers for a living and then I, um, also am a wedding florist. And so that's my full-time job is being a wedding florist and my husband's full-time job is growing flowers. So that's kind of us in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's, that's what a dream. I am so excited to just hear more. I feel like especially, Um, with COVID, people have gotten more into like gardening and even like with the rise of like, I'm obsessed with watching growing florette right now on Magnolia channel. And so I, yeah, just can't wait to hear more like behind the scenes of what that's actually like. And it's so cool that y'all are so young and like pursuing that dream. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, okay, someday when we're 40 and we've saved up enough to like do this or we have enough time or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to hear first about how you and your husband met and if flowers were like what originally brought you guys together because it's so fun that you get to run this business together now. Yeah. Yeah. People always are like, how did this like happen to where you both like work with flowers and got married, but we actually didn't originally connect over flowers at all. So we met um, in college whenever I was a freshman and he was a sophomore. We both went to Texas A&M and we met just like through mutual friends. Um, We actually met like a country dance hall for the first time. (laughs) So we met at A&M and then we just dated through college Um, but I, when I went into college, I had no idea what I wanted to be when I graduated. And, um, I was a communication major when I started because I was like pretty general, like I can go anywhere with that. And so I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I always like was very creative. I loved like working with my hands and creating, but the thought of like working with flowers or being a florist never crossed my mind at all. Um, And then whenever I met Grant, um, he was already kind of like growing stuff on the side. He had been telling people since he was in junior high that he wanted to be a farmer when he grew up. It was just like what he wanted to do, which is funny to think about. Um, A little like seventh grader telling people he wants to be a farmer. And he like lived in a normal like suburban neighborhoods. It was like pretty Um, But he was pretty focused on vegetables in college, and that's what he thought he wanted to do. Um, But he always grew flowers on the side, and he would just, like, bring me, like, a bucket full of flowers. Um, Like, I don't know, whenever I was – we were first dating, instead of, like, buying a bouquet, he would bring me, like, a bucket of flowers to play with. And so I just started playing with them and making little arrangements and bouquets and – I was like, wait, I really love this. This is so fun. And I never considered it for a career. Um, So that kind of got me interested in flowers. And from there, I just decided, I don't know, I, I, once I decided something, I'm kind of all in. And so I was like, I'm going to be a florist. That's the plan. And so I kind of just like decided I wanted to be a florist and went all in with that. And um, yeah, he eventually kind of started gearing more towards growing flowers specifically. So we didn't originally connect over flowers. He really is the one who got me into flowers, actually, which is kind of funny. Wow. That is so sweet. And do you feel like he kind of shifted into growing flowers more when you really decided that you wanted to be a florist? Or was that kind of like two individual roads that just happened to match up at some point yeah I think that kind of both um 
we knew very early on in dating that we wanted to get married, but we wanted to wait till after college. So we had like three years of like dreaming and planning and thinking about what the future could be. Um, and so really the way that he got interested in flowers more was he worked on a farm in Colorado for a summer and they had like a flower growing side of it. And I went and visited him in Colorado and we were like walking the flower fields. And I was like, you know, I think it would be really cool. Like if I was a florist and you grew flowers and he was like, that's actually been my like evil plan all along. But it was pretty funny. And so he kind of after that summer got more interested in growing flowers. And so when he graduated college, he started working for another flower farm. And after that, it was like all in on flowers for him. And so, yeah, it kind of worked out that way, but it's funny. Wow. That is so cool, though, how it just happens so like organically. And it wasn't something where, I don't know, either of you necessarily had to sacrifice the dream. Like you were able to realize your dreams at the same time and God just like aligned those together. That is so cool. It was totally the Lord's hand when I look back, just thinking about me going into college, not having any idea. Like that wasn't even on my radar. And the way he just like weaved that story together to where it is today is it's so cool. And I mean, it's only through his hand that all this happened. So Mm. yeah, it's really cool. That's amazing. I feel like, okay, so I have always thought just in general like it would be fun to know how to arrange flowers but it is so intimidating for some reason it seems so simple and then you try it and you're like I have no idea what I'm doing so what was that learning process like for you and what just kind of encouragement do you have for people who whether it's a like career that they're considering or just kind of a hobby that they're wanting to try what is some of your encouragement and resources when it comes to like arranging floral specifically that's a good question I feel like it is weirdly intimidating to like start an arrangement um it is funny I look back on whenever I first started and I told you like I just decided I wanted to be a florist before I had ever like officially done a real arrangement I would just be like playing with stuff Mm -hmm. and so and I I started by working for another wedding florist and I remember emailing her just being like I'm gonna be a florist (laughs) but I've never like made a bridal bouquet or anything but yeah Um, so that's how I learned. I learned through working for another florist. And I would say that if it's a career that you want to pursue, that that's the way to start would be to find someone who, um, can take you under their wing and just teach you how to do it. It's, it's so much just like practicing and working with your hands and getting used to how to hold the flowers in your hands and, um, I think too, just like studying design in general that you like and just kind of developing like your style of what inspires you, if that's like nature and natural arrangements or you like more formal ones, just kind of honestly going on Pinterest and just looking at like what things you like and then thinking, how can I create this? Uh, So, so much I think of learning floral design is just like practicing and working with your hands. I actually never took an official floral class. I um, They had that at A&M, but I could never get in because the class was always full. And so I like was wanting to be a florist, but never could get the floral design class. Wow. So, kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're like building an arrangement, what do you like to start with? Do you typically start with like a color palette or like a particular flower that you want to be like the focal point or what's kind of your process of like building that out? Oh, that's a fun question. Um, So most of what I do as a florist, I pretty much am solely wedding design. Okay. Um, We also do like farm bouquets, but that's kind of just whatever we have we work with. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the wedding side, I would say that most of it is color palette based because I'll talk to a bride and see what colors they're thinking for their wedding and kind of help them develop that palette first. And then I do start with the color palette, I would say. Um, And so I like to start with like the base of that's like greenery or um, dried floral or more like gardeny, bloomy 
you know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know the different styles, but um, kind of starting with color palette and the style and then working from that. And then the last thing is like the big feature blooms that I like to add. Cool. Um, whenever I talk to a bride and I get all of her thoughts down, I create like a design board that has color palette and then style inspo and then like all the specific flowers that we'll use are on there for her to see. So I kind of build off of that when I go into the flower market and I'm picking flowers. Um, I use that as my guide. So yeah, that's kind of how I do it. And it's fun to do that too, just for if you want to just make an arrangement for like a party or something like that to make a little mood board and then go if you have a local flower market where you live and just pick stuff out and just play and try things. Um, so yeah, that's what I would how I would encourage someone who wanted to try floral design. That is so insightful because me in my mind, I'm like, oh, let's. I like this flower, probably like a statement piece, yeah. like the bigger blooms, and then yeah, I have no idea where to go from there. So starting with like you said, the greenery or like the dried florals or just I don't know more of the. Um, fluff is what I would call it I don't know if that's yeah, <laughs> the right way to think about it and then like slowly <laughs> filling that in that's yeah. so cool yeah and if that. you live somewhere where you can forage flowers I mean in Texas there's it's not a lot going on I do we have stuff around our yard which I can forage but if you I probably in California there's more stuff like greenery or things you can forage and that makes it a little more like cost effective for when you're practicing just go snip stuff out of you know Maybe not people are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a forager, especially with greenery. I'll go behind like train tracks or wherever. You got to do what you got to do to get the good stuff. Hey, I love that. I am originally from Kansas. We're moving back there this fall. And I used to think it was so boring and ugly. And now as we like gone back to visit, you know, we'll be driving on the interstate and I look at the ditches and I'm like, oh my gosh, there are so many like gorgeous little wildflowers. I just want to pull over and like cut them all and take them home. So I'm looking forward to not having like the crazy freeways and feeling a lot safer to actually do that. Okay, so switching gears just a little bit, I would love to hear more about the farming process. So I know you said that you guys are renting your farm, which it's like, of course, I don't know why I didn't think that you could rent land, but obviously I'm sure that's a very normal thing. So just kind of um, walk us through the process of transitioning from your husband, like working for another farm to y'all like renting this one and just what that whole process was like of like starting your own family flower farm yeah totally it was definitely a scary transition so we we both kind of worked at I worked very part-time at this flower farm that he worked at and he was full-time um and we knew for sure that we wanted to have our own flower farm one day it was just kind of a matter of gaining experience, time, saving up money, all of that kind of thing. Um, and so he always had like his own like little garden where he would be growing stuff. Um, and then eventually he started renting a very small plot of land from a family friend. And so we started growing flowers on that. And he transitioned out of working for that farm and just took another full-time job um, that wasn't a flower farm so that we could start our own, if that makes sense. So we weren't like (laughs) starting under them. So he started working um, just a full-time job and doing flowers on the side. And so we were on that small piece of rented land. Um, And then we ended up moving to San Marcos and bought our house. And it's, it's a very small yard space. And so it's really just like fun landscaping and flowers for fun around our house. But then Um, eventually we outgrew the small plot and then we found someone who had more land. Um, it's about 45 minutes from our house, so it's not ideal, but Mm. we really just needed land to get started. And so, um, we farm, it's just about like, I honestly, I'm so bad at like how much land it is, like thinking about (laughs) the space, but I think it's like anywhere from a quarter to a half acre. So it's a small amount that we're growing on now, um, but we've just been adding like greenhouses over time. We are putting our third one up this in a couple of weeks. Wow. Um, yeah. So we've 
we've really been lucky to like find this land and um it was definitely a scary transition out of because he eventually transferred out of that full-time job and went full-time with flowers which was pretty scary but (laughs) did that in march and it's been going so well we've we've loved the freedom of working for ourselves and um yeah kind of like creating this these businesses and this life that really serves us and that we love and that serves our community um so yeah that's kind of the how we got our rented land our dream is definitely to own our own land and house all in the same property that's like the biggest dream um but that'll just take time so we're learning to be patient with that and be content with what we have now but it is hard that sounds so ideal being able to walk out of your front door and your flower fields are there but maybe one day yes i love though that you guys aren't letting that stop you it doesn't it's not like an all or nothing thing it's like okay this is just the next step like we're going to be faithful in this season where we're at right now and this is what we can do and even the fact that you said um you said it's like quarter to a half acre probably um like that is it's land, but it's not like tons and tons. It's not like you have 20 acres or something. You know, some people have Mm -hmm. a quarter acre lot if they have like a house in town. And so I love that y'all are also just like being so faithful with stewarding the land that you have and how fun. I'm saying, oh, it seems so fun to like put up greenhouses, but I'm sure that's also a lot of sweat and really challenging yeah. and <laughs> hard. Like the worst days, the first greenhouse we put up was one of the worst days ever. It was so hard, but yeah, it is, <laughs> it's fun when it's done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is, uh, again, just like a very basic beginner question, but as far as like greenhouses go, is that for like starting seeds? Is that for like certain flowers grow better in the greenhouses or how do you guys kind of differentiate like what grows inside and what grows outside? Yeah. Um, so I say greenhouse, but really they're basically like hoop houses. So they're it's a frame and then it's in the winter we have a plastic over it. And then in the summer we put shade on top of that and roll up the sides. So it's it's like not a greenhouse with like hard sides and coolers and fans. Um, that would be great, but we <laughs> just have the hoop houses for now. And for us in Texas, it helps us to extend our season. So it provides a little warmth on the front end coming out of winter, and then it provides shade during the summers. And it also like protects against wind so that the flower stems grow straight uh, and just like protects against, you know, too much rainfall or whatever it is. Um, so they're not like fancy greenhouses where we have like all of our seeds started in there, which we hope to have one day. Right now we start all of our seeds just in our backyard on, um, we have like benches there. And so all of our seedlings are there so that we can keep a close eye on them and make sure they don't dry out or anything. But yeah, so we keep our like our flowers that are more high dollar flowers in the high tunnels so that they are protected and safe. So yeah. Okay. Neat. Thank you for explaining that. And then right now, are you guys, like, what is the process like once you've grown the flowers, they're ready to be cut and sold? Do you use them, like, exclusively in your floral design business, or do you sell them at markets or wholesale, or what, where do the flowers go from there? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So, our biz- we have two separate businesses. So one is like the wedding side and that's what I lead. And then we have the farm side and that's what he leads. Um, so there is like a lot of overlap, but they're also like separate businesses. Um, and so he will grow the flowers. And then if I can use them for weddings, which I try and think ahead so that I can, then I'll you know, get flowers from him and use them as much as I can in the wedding work. But my wedding flowers are not exclusively flowers that we grew. That's also like a future dream. We would love to do that. But that's a lot of flowers and variety and brides want roses and things that are difficult for us. So um, right now I I put in a flower order with a wholesaler that ships in and then I will supplement with all the fun things from our farm. Um, 
So on his side, he we grow the flowers and then when we harvest them, um, we package them up and we sell them to a wholesaler, which is the same wholesaler that I buy from. So we sell to them and they pretty much take everything we can grow, which is so nice to be able to just have one place to take all of our buckets of flowers to. Um, and we do some like direct to florist sales. If florists want certain flowers that are hard to get, they'll reach out in advance and place an order. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much like separate, but it definitely overlaps a lot, but it's not as like one and cohesive as people think. Um, but we both are like fully in the other business also. Like I'm cutting and harvesting. And so, yeah. That's amazing. And how many varieties do you guys grow on your farm? Oh boy, that <laughs> is a great question that I do not know the answer to. My husband is, um, he likes to grow things that should not be grown in Texas, like things that are very difficult to grow because maybe, I don't know, he's stubborn or he just like wants to, you know, <laughs> I don't know, wants to do something people say he can't. But so we have so many different varieties. He's always ordering more plants and testing new things. But we definitely have, um, like, in each season, our main crops. So in the summer, we have, like, sunflowers, zinnias, marigolds, celosia. And those are, like, the main ones that we have a lot of bulk of. And then there's hundreds of other, like, experiments and small amounts of things on the side, too. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I feel like that's so fun and is what is going to continue to set you all apart if his desire is to grow things that, like you said, usually are not grown in Texas. And obviously, if you're working with like local florists too, they are going to love that. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You mentioned that you guys just kind of like for fun grow some flowers in your backyard as well in your house. Um, what encouragement do you have for people who are just kind of wanting to grow flowers? Obviously, we're like coming to the end of the summer, but who are wanting to start a cut flower garden in their backyard? Like what are some resources or good flowers to start with? Yeah, that's that's a good question. That's something we get asked a lot. And I, I we get asked it so much that we're like, maybe we should create like a course or like just a, something to help people because so many people like you said are wanting to get more interested in gardening right now or want to have a cut flower garden and we like want to help them but it feels like overwhelming sometimes um, but I'm also I would say I'm learning the growing side it's not natural to me he definitely does all of that and so I feel like I'm right there with everyone who's like trying to learn um, so I feel like would be you know, encouragement for people who want to garden is to get to know like your climate and your area well, because every I mean, everywhere is so different. Like what I would say for Texas would be very different for California or, um, you know, up north somewhere. And so that would depend a lot on your success of like knowing what grows well where you live. Um, but also I would say just like start and just plant some seeds and try it. And um, the thing that I'm really bad about is I get really inspired and will like tell Grant, okay, no, I want to do my own little garden. So you can't help me. I'm going to do this. And then I just like don't water it. And he's like, then he ends up taking it over and he's, yeah. So that's yeah. my child or what's hard for me is the consistency of he waters every day, twice a day. Um, and so that part's hard for me of like, keeping up with it but I think it's such a good discipline to learn and um, a habit to cultivate of you know doing something consistently every day like caring for um, these plants and so yeah I would say just like try just look up what you know flowers grow well in your area one thing that I'm pretty sure is easy most places they're very easy to grow here is zinnias in the summer so just plant some zinnia seeds and I think also one thing I've learned is once you have a success with a plant, then you're like very inspired to try more and like try more difficult things. Um, so yeah, that would be my encouragement is just to try it and to not be intimidated by it. Um, it's okay if things die or don't turn out well, you can try again the next season or 
Um, but yeah, also whenever you're looking for things to grow, like look at the time of like when is best to plant them because some stuff you can plant in the fall or the spring. So just kind of like learning what the plants need and what your environment has to offer those kind of things. So I love that. What a discipline, like you said, that consistent watering and weeding and just like being attentive to the plants. I love that the Bible talks so, so much about like farming and, you know, seeds and roots. And just, I feel like there are so many gardening analogies and it's so neat. We've grown very little in our small, small California backyard, Um, but it's been fun and it's been so neat to experiment and to like really begin to understand some of those parables or some of those proverbs or some of the the stories in the Bible about farming and cultivating things. I don't know. I feel like I just began to understand it on a new level. Um, and I made a reel on Instagram, which is so funny and cringe because I we grew things for the first time last summer. And it was very haphazard. Our backyard hadn't been touched in like years. It was totally overgrown with like weeds. And so we like, I don't know, chopped them all up. And I just kind of like scattered some zinnia and cosmos seeds. And I was like, I don't know. I watered it like three times a day though. I was very consistent in my watering. And we had this flourishing garden for months. And it was so rewarding and so much fun. And so this year I like planned how I was going to try all these different flowers and I like really researched and planned, but I was so inconsistent in watering and guess what? Nothing (laughs) grew, (laughs) nothing. But I was thinking, oh, it was so easy. Last year I didn't know what I was doing and this year I know more of what I'm doing. So it's that, that trial and error and a good reminder yeah. The importance of consistency. Yes. Yeah. There really is so many lessons to be learned from farming and gardening. And something as we think about like having kids one day that we think would be so beneficial for them growing up because they feel like it's so easy to be disconnected from the natural world and like the earth, you know, just the way that our culture is. It's so easy to not even think about where food comes from or flowers come from or have a connection to that and that's something for me that I have just so valued and loved is the connection to just like the natural world it sounds kind of like weird but really just like having your hands in the dirt and relying on the weather for things and just being in tune with the natural world has been so cool and grounding I feel like not to say that I don't get sucked into like all the social media and all of that I do but it's so nice whenever we're like out harvesting I don't have my phone on me and it's just like us cutting flowers. It's like, this is, this feels right. Like this is good. And so, yeah, it's just so, so grounding and there's just so many lessons to be learned in the garden and from the earth. And I don't know, that's been really cool for me to see and to, to learn as we've grown this business. It's really, really cool. I love that. Yeah. Because you are literally relying on the Lord to like provide in, in the weather and rain and sunshine and all the things like you can be faithful and obviously consistent and do your work, but you can't control those things at the end of the day. And man, how easy is it to believe, especially with like the internet and the online world that we like have control. Yeah, that is so true. It's definitely a career where you have to learn to not that you won't have control of everything um especially like even us just leaving we left for a vacation for a week and we had to you know have a couple friends help out and for grant like letting go of that control of someone else's watering all of our things it's very stressful and so it is a lesson in letting go of control and especially with the weather too of we can't control the weather like we had I don't know if y'all heard, but Texas had like a crazy freeze in February that was insane. And so it's things that you can't control and you have to learn to trust God and that things are going to be okay. And 
sometimes things aren't, but that's okay too. And so that's definitely been a lesson we learn is that we do not have control. And But you're right. You can do your part of like being faithful to what you're given and taking care of the things that you have. But yeah, it's very it's very hard not to have in control. <laughs> but freeing at the same time, if that makes sense. I love that. If you're anything like me, you spent most of 2020 and maybe even 2021 wearing your coziest clothes. But at some point, I realized that my cozy clothes included my high school t-shirt with lots of holes and stains and decided it was time for an upgrade. I recently discovered Noble, an ethical clothing brand specializing in waffle jammies for both women and children. Their waffles are seriously the softest I've ever owned because they're made with 100% GOT certified organic cotton. Not to mention the fact that they come in the most beautiful colors like oat milk, mustard, and lavender. Noble recently sent me and my girls the cutest matching waffles in their new color moss and I am obsessed you guys. I guarantee we are going to be wearing these all winter long both inside and outside of our home. You can get your own pair of waffle jammies for 10% off when you use the code PAGEGUIDAL10 at checkout. Visit shopnoble.com and use the code PAGEGUIDAL10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. So what are some of your favorite things about working with your husband, Grant? And then what are some like challenging things, some things that you've overcome, let's say, um, and working so closely together in an uncontrollable environment. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say some of my favorite parts of working with him and having our own businesses is that we really get to spend so much time together. And some of my favorite parts are, or my favorite times are just us out cutting and the field and sometimes it's like miserably hot and we're chewed up by bugs it's not as idyllic as it sounds but it's just us out there and we just have had so many good conversations out working in the garden um and so that's been really fun and also just like growing I use the word growing, but I'm like, okay, there's the flower side of growing and then personally growing, but <laughs> growing personally of just like um, how to be business owners and spouses together because we really did start this like right when we got married. So it's wow. all been such a growing process, um, but just like kind of growing up together and growing our businesses together side by side. Sometimes it feels like it's just us two and you know, like against the world, which is not true, but it's, it's cool to have that. Um, I don't know that special bond of like being business owners together. Um, and just like figuring it out together also, which has been really cool and just so much quality time and making our own schedule and figuring out boundaries with work and life and all of that, which is probably the most challenging aspect I would say is, I can't um, imagine, especially if yeah. you said your farm is 45 minutes away right now. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's far. And so he usually will go every day, um, most of the day. In the summer, he comes home early because it's just so miserably hot. But um, he's usually there most of the day. And I help at the garden two days a week normally. Um, whenever my wedding season's way too busy, sometimes it's less. But um, yeah, so – it's, it's nice getting to kind of make our own schedule. And um, when I'm out there with him, we're just like together all day. And so that's been fun. But it is hard because um, sometimes it feels like there's no off like button for thinking about flowers or thinking about the weather or plants. Um, so I think that's been the most challenging aspect is kind of like turning off the business side and then turning on like our life and, you know, having a life apart from our businesses. Cause I mean, as any small business person knows, it can be so consuming if you let it. Um, and so that's been challenging. And I would say kind of along that note, um, also as we are like kind of, you know, business partners in a way, being able to turn off that side and then be like romantic and like husband and wife. <laughs> and so 
that can be difficult. And it's something that we're very conscious of, of not wanting that to happen to where we just become like roommates and business partners. Um, and so we like do things to prevent that. But I think being aware of it is important because you could easily just slip into, you know, being roommates, if that makes sense. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's been probably the most challenging. We haven't been married that long. We've just been married three and a half years, but that's kind of the challenges we've had and can like foresee that we'll probably have throughout our careers, but um, something we want to be conscious of protecting and being intentional with. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful that you are already having conversations about that. Like you are aware of all of these things super early on. And while your business is still like in this new beginning, like growing phase, that way as you guys are able to dream bigger and kind of scale and eventually buy your own farm, like you will have already been practicing, okay, how do we set aside time when we're just husband and wife and we're not talking about the business? I feel like that is already a struggle so much in marriage anyways of just trying to navigate logistics of your week and your work and family and then kids. It can be so easy, especially I feel like in my marriage for me to be like, okay, let's have a calendar meeting and those things are good, yeah. but to, yeah. to shut that off and to just enjoy each other, I feel yeah. like that will serve y'all really well um, since you're already thinking about that now. It's so important too. And just like still pursuing like adventure together or just like date nights, things like that are so important. And we went to, I kind of, before the summer started, we went to like a marriage seminar that our church was putting on and they were emphasizing like adventure and fun together. And we had just come out of a very busy spring season of like, what is free time? What is fun? Like, we don't know. And so we decided to get um, season passes to, it's called Schlitterbahn, but it's a water park around here. But it's a very, it's like a cool water park. It's like through, like the river's incorporated in it and it's very beautiful. And so anyways, we got season passes and we just will go like on a Tuesday afternoon and play at the water park or like on a Saturday. And so that's been so fun. Just things like that of but it's a, it's a very intentional thing of like, okay, we're going to do this, get these season passes, make ourselves go. But it's been the most fun and just like, I don't know, it's brought so much joy to our summer, which is so silly to say, but it's been so fun. So things like that, I feel like keep us, you know, I don't know, it, it turns off the business side when you like go on a date night. And so I love that. A water park is such a good idea because you can't have your phone in the water. And I just feel like it is so easy even, unfortunately, on date nights to just like, oh, my spouse ran to the bathroom. I'm just going to like pull it out and check it really fast or whatever it is, like to be distracted or, you know, reason like, oh, well, I'm expecting an email or I need to check in with a babysitter or whatever. You can't, you can't do that at a water park. I'm saving that idea away. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. So what are some of your dreams for the farm for your business. I know you've talked about like the dream would be to have a farm that you own and a house like on that land. But um, I'm thinking like, I want to come visit. <laughs> I want to visit your farm. Like, I just would love to hear some of those dreams that you guys are, are talking about. We have so many dreams and ideas and Oh man, there's so many. I think that when you said people come visit, that's one thing we want to be able to do. Right now we can't do that because it's rented land and it's not that pretty all around. <laughs> um, so that's definitely a dream. We would love to have like a homestead where um, we live, but also like a little separation so that we can have people come, whether that's like some form of agritourism of like having berry picking or flower picking or whatever. We, we love that. We love to like go to those places. And so something like that we would love, but we still want to always be like producing flowers for like wholesale or whatever that looks like. We like, like mass producing of flowers too. So I think there would be both of that. Um, 
And one of our like funny, like big dreams, we would love to have some kind of big like flower festival of like if we had fields where they could be like all big fields of flowers, kind of like they have, I feel like they have them like overseas, but there's some around here. I think California might have some, but we would love to have like a flower festival and have music and things like that. So really the, I mean, we have no idea where this could go, but that's kind of some of the things that we've been dreaming of. I don't know if I'll do weddings forever. I love them, but weekends can be hard. And so I would love to move more towards like joining him on the farming side and learning that in less weddings and just taking ones that, you know, I really love or um, yeah, just like being very picky with the weddings I do and limiting those um, and doing more at the farm side. So whether that's one day like having a wedding venue or I don't know. So we just have so many dreams and places it can go. But um, right now we're like, okay, we just need to learn to grow really good flowers. Um, so yeah, it's exciting to think about it and to dream about it. Um, but yeah, we're, we don't even know where it will go, but we're excited. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm like, we need to have a podcast meet up at your flower festival. That sounds so cool. I'm thinking like, the magnolia of flowers, you know? Yes. I really like one of my favorite things is hosting people and creating like spaces where whether that's like at a long table where people are eating or um, I don't know. I just love gathering people and hosting. And so mm-hmm. I think that would be so fun to have that an aspect of our future farm business of um, a space that people can rent for that kind of thing like whether that's in like a greenhouse kind of thing with flowers around and a long table or something like that I just love connecting over a table or you know hosting people so I'm sure that will be a part of it one day that sounds amazing wow well I know that you have a community here to rally behind you in those dreams because those sound incredible. And I love, I, I'm sure it's like not always easy, but I am so inspired by your like contentment with the season that you're in right now. I feel like I really relate to you and how you said you're an all-in person. And so when you decided to become a florist, you're like, this is what I'm doing. And I feel very much that way, but I struggle with like the waiting. And so I'm like, I'm going to do this, but I have to do it big right now. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that, you know, just obviously is not like financially possible or that would cause too much stress on my family if I like made those decisions. And so it sounds like you guys know where you're going, but you're also at a really healthy place with just being content with taking those small steps. And I think that's such a great lesson that all of us can apply in our own ways. Yeah, that's something I've been thinking a lot about too is just, and when I think about our dreams for the farm or for our future of not basing those off of what other people are doing or what other Mm. farmer florists do or what I've seen before, but really just like thinking about what we want for our family. Like I don't want to be doing crazy weddings every weekend like there was a time where I was like okay I'm a florist like let's build this like business and do these crazy big weddings and just get bigger and bigger but I'm like wait that's what other people are doing but I don't have to do that like I want to think about like what is best for our family like what I feel like the Lord is leading us to and that's not building an empire it's building like a sustainable family business that that we love and that gives us like the freedom to also have a life outside of it. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about that recently of what do we actually want for our family as far as our businesses go and um, how can we serve other people through that and not just like try and grow an empire because that honestly just doesn't sound fun to me, but it's easy to get sucked into that when you're on social media and you know, there's so much about growing your business and um, all of that. It's just so overwhelming. And I'm like, wait, I don't need to do that. Like, I just need to learn to be, you know, faithful with what I'm given and do what I do really well. Like, I just need to, with each wedding I have, just like 
do it to the like be the best florist I can be, but I don't need to be the best florist. Like there's no need for that. So that's something I've been learning right now is just how to, yeah, how to like tune out the noise and just focus on what what the Lord is leading us to and what what we need as a family too. Wow. That's huge. That's so good. Okay. So Carrington, we are going to wrap up with just a few rapid fire questions. And I know you've listened to the show before, so you kind of know what to expect, but what are three things that you have been loving lately? Okay. This is so hard for me because I could think of so many, but (laughs) okay. One thing I've been loving is I got a new journal, which is very exciting. I, you might have been the one I found it through. It's like Russ. Dicko. Yes, we did. We gave away one of their journals for our summer giveaway. Yes. Do you love it? I love it. So that along with I'm reading a book called A Praying Life by I think Paul Miller, something like that. And that has been so good. So those two things I've just really been loving of um, learning like how to cultivate a life of prayer like that is without ceasing, just how to incorporate that. Um, so I've loved that. And then also, so I took off two months from weddings. I do that every year, two months, and it's usually the summer because um, it's so hot. Um, so I took off July and August, and I have been loving weekends. It's so fun <laughs> to just like think, okay, what do we want to do tomorrow? Like tomorrow's Saturday, and I'm like, we could do anything. Like it's so fun because um, usually I'm doing weddings every weekend. And so I've been loving weekends lately. It's been so great. And then the last thing, this is like kind of broad, but <laughs> really random, but I've been loving like national parks. So oh. <laughs> no, it's weird. we just got back from vacation. We went to Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons. And those are, only, I've only been to three before, but when I was there, I was just thinking like, I just loved it so much. And so I've just been thinking about all the ones I want to go to and all the places we want to go and just making a bucket list of the national parks you want to go to. It's so random, but I don't know. I've just been loving. I loved seeing those places. I thought it was so beautiful. And so that's just something I've been loving is looking through those pictures and reliving it and thinking about which ones we want to go to next. That's amazing. I honestly think I've like maybe been to one but not even like the main well-known ones which is a bummer because we're leaving California soon and there are so many here that we should have gone to but actually a friend of mine from church was saying I think it's I think it's just in California but I don't know if it's maybe like like a national thing but it's like if you have a fourth grader I think you get like a free year-long national pass or something yeah so they were like trying to hit up as many parks as possible so that sounds pretty cool obviously we have a bit before we're there but sounds amazing I also (laughs) realized like it's I think like a pass is it's like under 100 bucks and it's per car for the whole year all the national parks and I just didn't realize that and it's just like that's all you have to pay and you can go and see any national parks for that. And I don't know. I just didn't realize that that was all available to us. Yeah. Those are like cheap vacation. So totally. I feel like it's very much like if you grow up doing that, then you're just kind of used to that or that feels very natural. We grew up road tripping to – if we took a road trip, we went to Kansas City to go shopping. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that was my family road trip, <laughs> but, which is very fun in its own way. But I think I think national parks are – they sound pretty cool. How can we as a community be praying for you? Oh, okay. Um, I would say for me, we kind of talked a little bit about it, but the boundary of like – I don't know if it's boundaries, the word, but how to handle social media as a business owner who has to be on it in some way, um, but not letting it consume me. There's days where I just want to delete everything, but I'm like, I can't. That's where most of my clients come from. And so just kind of learning how to cultivate boundaries of 
Um, and really, it's more discipline of, okay, I have this app because it's for business, but I'm not going to just scroll at night or scroll during the day. And I've been just so bad at it recently. I think it's because I've had a little more downtime not having weddings. And so instead of using that time well, sometimes I find myself just like scrolling to relax, but it's not relaxing at the same time. Right. Yeah. Isn't that wild how like we can trick our brains into thinking this is relaxing. And then I like observe myself after I've been doing that for even – like 10 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, I don't feel any more rested no, yeah. than I did 10 minutes ago. Right. Yeah. So that's something I really want to, I don't know. I really want to be more disciplined with that because I just think it impacts so many aspects of our life and just that feeling of needing to grow my business and build an empire and all of that when I don't even want to do that. It's just sometimes when you're on like reels and it's all about growing your business and things you need to be doing. And I just don't want to do that. And so just like learning how to say no to those things and just to stay focused um, on what really matters. And so, yeah, just figuring that whole social media piece out. I feel like it's so hard, but that's something I really need prayer for and I really want to, to work on. So that's beautiful. I saw – this is ironic because I'm like sharing something I saw on Instagram, but it was like (laughs) – You know how people share – it's like a picture of a tweet or Uh something. Mm -hmm. So uh, actually, she's a florist here in Orange County, but she shared something that was like, I don't want to be a girl boss. I want to like run a small business that I love and be like a present wife and mom and have freedom for my family. And she was basically saying like, yeah, I'm really selective with the amount of weddings that I take because she had a baby in the last like year. And she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to have an empire. Like you're saying, like, I don't want to be a girl boss. And I think that's fine if you do, but like, I really just love running my business and I'm content with, you know, it not running me and me having the flexibility, which is, I think why a lot of women, especially like get into business, right? Cause they want to do something that yeah. they love that gives them the flexibility to be with their children and like with spending more time with their spouse and at home. And it's, um, I know I feel that way, but it's so easy to get sucked into like, Oh, but I have to make this bigger and better and scale and, is that really what we want? Not necessarily. Right. Yeah. You don't have to, but like you said, if that's what you want, that's great. But like, you don't have to, you can just Mm -hmm. focus on what you're doing and do it really well at the pace and size that best serves you and your family and your community. So yeah, that's so big. Yeah. I saw something else that said, (laughs) I didn't want a nine to five yeah. So now I just work 24-7. Yeah. I relate to that so much. I was like, that seems about right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't it isn't it just the truth? It really is. Yeah. Goodness. Carrington, where can people find you, follow and support your floral business, your flower farm, all that good stuff? Yes. So I'm pretty much mainly on Instagram. So we have two accounts. Mine is the farmer and I all one word. And then um, our flower farm side, it's Winkleman Flowers. You can find it through Farmer and I because Winkleman's can be hard to spell. Um, (laughs) So it's the Farmer and I and then Winkleman Flowers. And then I also, we have one website for everything and it's called thefarmerandi.com. And I intend to be a blog, like to post blogs, but I never do. So it's really just like a platform for kind of like explaining what we do and the wedding inquiries, but I want to do more blogging. That's a hope of mine. So, but you can find me there too. Awesome. I have to brag that your website is beautiful. Before I hit record, I was talking about just like how beautifully you have designed it. So if that's something you're into, definitely go check out her website as well because it's lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a joy and you're going to have many, I think, budding flower flower farmers, no pun intended, (laughs) after after this show. Oh, thank you so much. This was so much fun and so fun to just talk to you. I feel like 
I would love to just hang out with you sometime. And I feel that about all of the people I've heard on your show. I'm like, I think I just want to be friends with them. Like, where do I need to move? <laughs> so I love that. Fun. I know. We all need to have a meetup. That is a dream. I like definitely nothing is planned. So, you know, I'm not saying this will happen, but a dream of mine that I've been thinking about is just like, how can we bring this community aspect? Cause that's really my heart, like with this show, like how can we make that be in person at some point? Do we do a retreat or something? Oh, I'm there. I'm there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of Love in a Cottage. I am so grateful you decided to join us today, and I hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. If you like today's show, I would love to encourage you to share it with a girlfriend. You can also screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, which will help more like-minded women find our show. Speaking of Instagram, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us? Because guys, I promise we're super fun. (laughs) We share content there throughout the week about the show, and it's a great way to connect with fellow listeners and keep up with the guests that you might have heard. We also do fun quarterly giveaways and just share inspiring content. If you're looking for more connection, you can also join our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes of every episode. There are weekly episode discussions, and it's a great way to find friends and listeners who might be in your area. And finally, if you'd like to support us, you can please write a review on iTunes because this will help boost our show so other like-minded women can find it. Your support means so much to me, you guys. Thank you again for being here. So grateful for you. We'll see you next week for another episode. 